This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello everyone, uh, today I'm joined by Alice Butler, who wrote and directed Duck's new play Absolution. Uh, would you like to quickly introduce yourself, Alice? Um, hello, I'm Alice. I'm currently a third year Johnian studying ancient history. Um, and yeah, I've written this play. Awesome. Actually, now will probably be a good time for me to introduce myself as well. Um, I'm <laughs> Catherine, uh, and I also worked on this project as assistant director, helping Alice out. Um, so, Alice, as the writer and director of Absolution, who is better to tell us what it's all about? Okay, so briefly, um, it kind of follows the life of the World War I poet Siegfried Sassoon, um, who is kind of one of the better well-known poets, but he's mostly known for his later um, World War I poetry. So he's, uh, when he gets really angry at the war, um, that's the stuff he's kind of known for. But the play tracks kind of the development of that, of, of his um, anger at the war. So we start um, in his childhood and then we kind of move to, through the war. And then as he kind of realizes what the war is like, um, he gets, he starts to get more and more um, angry at it. Um, and yeah, so it just kind of tracks his development and um, it's made up of uh, both prose and um, poetry. So I've kind of linked in his own poetry with dialogue. Um, yeah. Um, I'll just quickly add to that, um, that the play also explores Sassoon's relationship with other great war poets, um, namely Rupert Brooke, Wilfred Owen and Robert Graves, um, and they all have very sort of distinctive personalities, so it's kind of especially interesting, I find, to see, or listen to rather, um, <clears throat> how they interact with one another um, and how they influence each other's work, because um, I first encountered Siegfried Sassoon sort of in English lessons at school, um, and yeah, actually, I was wondering if you had a similar experience, like what inspired you to write about Sassoon and his life in this play? Um, yeah, well, I kind of had a, had a similar experience. Um, I did um, war poetry at A-level. Um, we didn't really cover Sassoon, though, but, but I always was really interested in it since then. Um, and actually, I'm currently writing my dissertation um, kind of on World War I poetry and more specifically uh, Homeric um, poetic influences in World War I poetry um, because obviously I do ancient history so I had to get <laughs> I unfortunately had to get some sort of history in there um, so over Christmas I really didn't want to do any dissertation work um, but I had to do something so I kind of sat down for a week and procrastinated by writing a play so that's kind of how it came to be, really. Nice. Um, I very much relate to the procrastination when it comes to having to write work. <laughs> um, so this year, obviously, I, as we always kind of say, like it's been a very odd year, I guess. I mean, I kind of thought 2021 would be different, but um, I feel like 2020 has kind of lagged on a bit uh, into this year. But how have you found directing a play, especially kind of in the current circumstances, kind of having to do it like online and maybe like never meeting your cast properly? What's that kind of been like? Yeah, I think um, in terms of professionally, like the production has turned out really well. Um, so we haven't lost any sense of, um, uh, we haven't lost any 
what am I trying to say? Uh, <laughs> we in terms of the plates, it's really, it's turned out really well. So we haven't, you know, lost any quality there because we haven't been able to see each other. But there definitely has been a sense of lost um, kind of bonding between cast and crew, I think. Um, especially because the actors came in to do their lines and then that was all they were needed for, really. Um, so, yeah, it's been... Unfortunately, I don't think we have kind of seen each other as much as we would have done. Um, and I actually did write the play as a play, uh, not as an audio play. So it's been really interesting trying to adapt it kind of as we go <laughs> to be more of an audio drama. Um, so that was also a learning curve, I have to say. Um, but yeah, in terms of the final product, I don't think it's um, it's been diminished in any way. Mm. Yeah, because I was going to ask, um, how is the finished play kind of different to how you envisage it as you're writing? But um, I guess you've kind of answered that if there's anything else you want to like particularly elaborate on in that regard. Yeah, well, the, the play in person was always going to be very kind of, um, I like to stick to kind of naturalistic acting and then abstract or stylized kind of um, intervals so I suppose the poetry kind of gave gives that to the performance um, and I did envision the, the play being just a four actor play so and we have kept that multi-rolling in the, um, the audio drama um, although I do worry that that's not as obvious as it would have been on stage um, so that's kind of stayed the same we've also we did end up cutting a few scenes which just wouldn't have worked um, on an audio drama um, because they too much relied on action on stage and things like that so we've ended up tweaking it slightly but I think yeah we've we've uh, kind of ended up with something that I is different from what I first thought it would be but not different in a bad way just different in a you know in a different way <laughs> <laughs> yeah um because the radio play definitely like I feel in lockdown and stuff has kind of very much come to the fore um, and I think it's a really interesting kind of format and I was just wondering um having kind of worked in it in that way um whether there are any like particular pros and perks that you've kind of found with this particular form that you maybe like were expecting or kind of came as a surprise yeah I think I think it's a really interesting mode of theatre. Um, it's obviously kind of very artificial when you come down to it because I know Nikolai, our um, sound editor and Foley editor, really had to almost clip just individual sentences together. Um, so a bit of the authenticity that we might have had over a Zoom recording is slightly lost. But then I think that allows you to play with pace and you know, um, different kinds of sounds, background sounds, which also um, add um, a certain depth to the performance as well. Um, and I just think it's really interesting um, listening to something, listening to acting, um, because our actors have done a really good job of um, really giving the listener a sense of that character, even though you can't necessarily see them. Um, and I also think it gives a certain amount of independence to the listener themselves because they're not being shown, you know, um, necessarily exactly where the, um, the characters are in a scene or um, 
how it might look on the stage I do think it gives a certain amount of creativity to the listener itself which I think it's quite unique yeah I think kind of um what do you think has been like the best part of this kind of whole creative process here like from kind of the initial inception of the idea like writing it to working on it rehearsing and kind of the final product um well it's definitely been a learning curve <laughs> I've learned a lot um uh, I've learned to perhaps um read my drafts like a hundred times before they actually go to <laughs> the actors because then we read through and it's like this is wrong this is wrong um but I've just really enjoyed um having other people kind of uh contribute to the whole project um you know I mean you Catherine and Nikolai and Gabby uh, the amazing production team but also the actors themselves who brought um, things to the project which I wouldn't have even thought about you know so I think it's been a whole group effort even though you know I, it, it was me writing in my bedroom over Christmas I think it's been really nice to see it grow and to see it become something that's more than just me procrastinating about, about my dissertation and just you know it's, it's become an actual story instead of me just you know writing the history of Sea Creatures soon basically. Yeah, um, it's actually like, I think it's a wonderfully written play. Like you're a bit self-deprecating, I think, oh. about it, like all my drafts, but it is really good. Um, so kind of following on from that, um, why should everyone come and see or listen to rather Absolution? I think, to be honest, um, what draws me to World War One anyway is like, is the fact that the way we remember World War One is so specific. Um, you know, we still to this day with remembrance, we really remember World War One as this huge turning point. Um, and we still see it through a very kind of, not a rose tinted lens, but we see it in a very specific way. Um, and often we do fall into the trap of still heroizing um, a lot of these, the, the soldiers um, who not necessarily shouldn't be we shouldn't be grateful for them, we should, but we, I think we should be highlighting the suffering that they experienced rather than they died for our country, they're heroes. Um, because I think it's really important to kind of challenge the idea of what we think a hero is and why we think fighting for country, still we, we as, a, as a nation, we hold this idea that that is a glorious way to die. And I think that well, I, I hope that this play kind of challenges that as we track Siegfried Sassoon's life, um, because he certainly realised it. And I think, I hope if he was here today, he would be, you know, I think he would be accepting of, of the way that we've portrayed his life. Um, why else? I mean, it's only 40 minutes long, you know, it's a good, it's a good, de well, yeah, it's a good, it's a different type of stress, but it's a good de-stress if you want to just pop the kettle on and, uh, listen to it for 40 minutes yeah it's a good form of escapism also like mm. not masses is going on at the moment like everyone's kind of still trapped indoors it's not even exactly. like a commitment and um you can kind of listen to it like anytime throughout this coming week as well so mm -hmm. there isn't even like you need to like leave your room and like go somewhere and kind of yeah schedule it in yeah um, just listen to it as you're walking along the streets of durham and you're transported to the trenches you know i can't think of anything better <laughs> indeed um yes so uh thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us alice um definitely everyone go and buy tickets to go see absolution um you can find them on the dst website um yeah and just click the link
Um, Alice has also very generously shared a short clip of her play Absolution with us. Um, and this clip that we're going to play uh, is where Cecilia and Graves meet for the first time. The Essays of Lionel Johnson. Property of Siegfried Sassoon. Hmm. I see you found my Johnson there. Ah, yes, sorry. It's just I haven't seen anyone here carrying around something like this. Neither military textbook nor rubbishy novel. <laughs> Rather refreshing. I'm Graves, by the way. Robert Graves. Welcome to the Royal Welsh Fusiliers, Mr Sassoon. You must have just arrived. Yes, thank you. I'm very glad to be here. I couldn't join at the start. Broken arm and all that. But I'm here now and ready to do my bit, as it were. Yes. So you haven't been there yet, then? The trenches? No. Not as yet. Yes, well, we'll soon be setting out for Batoon, and then straight on from there. Very good. So what brings you to Johnson, then? What else do you have here? Keats, very nice. And what's this here? Oh, that's just a few of my own musings, really. Oh, you're a poet. Well, I wouldn't say that. I've only had a few of my works privately published. A poet's a poet whether published or not. And it seems every man here is a poet at the moment. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.